In most workplaces, opportunities exist on a ladder. The person immediately above you is in charge of decisions about your growth. Your direct boss sets up your job description, vets your suggestions, and determines your readiness for promotion. If you can't get your boss to hear you out, your proposal is toast. The system is simple, but it's also stupid. Welcome to Philosopher Insights, the podcast that delivers wisdom in minutes a day that you can put into practice daily and strive to master over a lifetime. The podcast committed to sharing ideas that encourage you to bridge the gap between who you are today and the person you aspire to be in the future. Hi, my name is Herb Lamba and welcome to my podcast where I will share practical insights from the world's best authors. Knowledge isn't power, applied knowledge is. The quest to become the best version of you starts right now. Hi, and welcome to Philosopher Insights. My name is Herb Lamba. Today we're discussing hidden potential, the science of achieving greater things. The author is Adam Grant. The book is published in 2023. I want to share a number of my favorite insights, starting with character skills, seek discomfort, become a sponge, search for imperfection, scaffolding, learn from the basics, every child gets ahead, ladder versus lattice, and then finish it off with imposter syndrome. So let's start with the introduction. Quote, everyone has hidden potential. This book is about how we unlock it. There's a widely held belief that greatness is mostly born, not made. That leads us to celebrate gifted students in school, natural athletes in sports, and child prodigies in music. But you don't have to be a wonder kid to accomplish great things. My goal is to illuminate how we can all rise to achieve great things. As an organizational psychologist, I've spent much of my career studying the forces that fuel our progress. What I've learned might challenge some of your fundamental assumptions about the potential in each of us. When we assess potential, we made the cardinal error of focusing on starting points, the abilities that are immediately visible. In a world obsessed with innate talent, we assume the people with the most promise are the ones who stand out right away but high achievers vary dramatically in their initial aptitudes. If we judge people only by what they can do on day one, their potential remains hidden. You can't tell where people will land from where they begin. With the right opportunity and motivation to learn, anyone can build the skills to achieve great things. Potential is not a matter of where you start, but of how far you travel. We need to focus less on starting points and more on distance travel. This book is not about ambition. It's about aspiration. As the philosopher Agnes Collard highlights, ambition is the outcome you want to attain. Aspiration is the person you hope to become. What counts is not how hard you work, but how much you grow. End quote. Now I captured that passage from the prologue of this absolutely incredible book, Hidden Potential by Adam Grant. It was so good that I read it in a couple sittings on a Saturday afternoon. Hidden Potential breaks down into three awesome parts. Part 1 digs into those character skills that school us toward success. Part 2, that's all about setting up structures to keep your motivation on point. And finally, Part 3, tackles the task of building systems to open up those doors to opportunity. Now, let's dive in. Insight number 1, character skills. Quote, character is often confused with personality, but they're not the same. Personality is your predisposition your basic instincts for how you think, feel, and act. Character is your capacity to prioritize your values over your instincts. Knowing your principles doesn't necessarily mean you know how to practice them, particularly under stress or pressure. It's easy to be proactive and determined when things are going well. The true test of character 
is whether you manage to stand by those values when the deck is stacked against you. If personality is how you respond on a typical day, character is how you show up on a hard day. End quote. Now here's the thing. Personality traits, though significant, can be relatively unyielding. Modifying your inherent personality is not a straightforward task, but the cultivation of character skills is an avenue open to growth. Your innate disposition might influence your approach to specific challenges or circumstances, yet character skills, such as proactivity and determination, empower you to surpass constraints linked to personality. Quote, when we say success and happiness are our most important goals in life, I am curious about why character isn't higher on the list. What if we all invested as much time in our character skills as we do in our career skills? After studying the character skills that unleash hidden potential, I identified specific forms of proactivity, determination, and discipline that matter. Traveling great distances requires the courage to seek out the right kind of discomfort, the capacity to absorb the right information, and the will to accept the right imperfection. Insight number two, seek discomfort. Quote, becoming a creature of discomfort can unlock hidden potential in many different types of learning. Summoning the nerve to face discomfort is a character skill, an especially important form of determination. It takes three kinds of courage, to abandon your tried and true methods, to put yourself in the ring before you feel ready, and to make more mistakes than others make attempt. The best way to accelerate growth is to embrace, seek, and amplify discomfort, end quote. While this doesn't really come as shocking news to those of us who've spent any time in personal development, does it? The thing is, people tend to camp out in the land of things I am fully prepared to do and never have the courage to venture across the border to the land of growth. If you're eager to discover your hidden potential, you'll need to pack your bags and zip over to the land of growth, often referred to as the place where you embrace discomfort as your new neighbor. Now, to seek discomfort, you must be willing to go out and make mistakes. Most people theorize that making mistakes will make them look stupid, feel shame, be laughed at, and experience discomfort. That's not true. The reality is that seeking discomfort will make you smarter, gain courage, laugh at yourself, and expand your comfort zone. Insight number three, become a sponge. Quote, being a sponge is more than a metaphor. It's a character skill, a form of proactivity that's vital to realizing hidden potential. Improving depends not on the quality of information you seek out, but the quality of the information you take in. Growth is less about how hard you work than how well you learn. The progress we normally chalk up to working harder may actually be due to working smarter. Cognitive skills aren't sufficient for learning, but they are necessary. Prosperity rises as people become more capable of absorbing new ideas and filtering out old ones. Cognitive skills that amplify our ability to take in and understand information lay the groundwork for becoming a sponge. As we become more sponge-like, we become better equipped to achieve greater things. So Grant launches into the conversation with a unique angle, becoming a sponge, inspired by some time spent studying sea sponges. Here is a mind-blowing fact for all of you. Did you realize that sea sponges have an incredible lifespan of more than 2,000 years? What's even more amazing is that when they face threats from predators, they don't always succumb, thanks to their remarkable ability to regenerate and give rise to a fresh sponge. It truly is a marvel of nature, don't you think? 
Absorptive capacity is the ability to recognize, value, assimilate, and apply new information. It hinges on two key habits. The first is how you acquire information. Do you react to what enters your field of vision, or are you proactive in seeking new knowledge, skills, and perspectives? The second is the goal you're pursuing when you filter information. Do you focus on feeding your ego or fueling your growth? End quote. Here, Grant highlights a critical point about the pitfalls of being reactive and ego-centered. It's like slamming the brakes on your learning journey and locking you out of the treasure trove of new information. It's like a shortcut to nowhere, and it locks you out of gaining new knowledge because you're too busy protecting your ego. Anything that dares to mess with your image? Nope, you're not having it. So, always be mindful of that. Insight number four, searching for imperfection. Quote, in their quest for flawless results, research suggests that perfectionists get three things wrong. One, they obsess about details that don't matter. They're so busy finding the right solution to tiny problems that they lack the discipline to find the right problems to solve. Two, they avoid unfamiliar situations and difficult tasks that might lead to failure. Three, they berate themselves for making mistakes, which makes it hard to learn from them. They fail to realize that the purpose of reviewing your mistakes isn't to shame your past self, it's to educate your future self. It's so striking how many books keep emphasizing the downsides of perfectionism. Grant argues that we should embrace imperfections to unlock our hidden potential. It's not about pursuing perfection. It's about setting high personal standards that drive our growth. Do your best is a problematic phrase because it lacks clarity. Quote, a great deal of research shows that perfectionists tend to define excellence on other people's terms. The focus on creating a flawless image in the eyes of others is a risk factor for depression, anxiety, burnout, and other mental health challenges. Ultimately, excellence is more than meeting other people's expectations. It's about living up to your own standards. It's better to disappoint others than to disappoint yourself. End quote. When you're out to make a difference in the lives of others and sharing your wisdom with the world, the most important critic in the house is you. So, ask yourself, are you genuinely proud of the work you're sending into the universe? If the answer coming back is a resounding yes, well, let the celebration begin. I am reminded of one of my favorite quotes of all time. Stop trying to create A-plus work because your B-minus work has the power to change people's lives. Insight number five, scaffolding. Quote, on a path to any goal, roadblocks are inevitable. When we run into external barriers, they often take an internal toll. The daily grind starts to bore us and eventually burns us out. Stagnation leaves us discouraged. Difficult tasks lead to failure, dejection, and doubt. Character skills aren't always enough to travel great distances. Many new skills don't come with a manual, and steeper hills often require a lift. That lift comes in the form of scaffolding, a temporary support structure that enables us to scale heights we couldn't reach on our own. It helps us to build the resilience to overcome obstacles that threaten to overwhelm us and limit our growth. End quote. I hope you can see the brilliance in this insight. Whenever life throws seemingly insurmountable obstacles our way, it's time to shift our gaze from within and look outward to the guides, mentors, teachers, and role models who can become our essential scaffolding. By welcoming the right kind of support at the right moment, you pave the way to conquer any life challenge. The challenge most people face is they don't leverage the scaffold and are stuck overcoming all of life's obstacles on their own. Insight number six, learn from the best. Quote, 
When we're unsure of the path to a goal, we often seek directions from an expert guide. It's a familiar mantra. If you want to be great, learn from the best. It turns out that if you're taking a new road, the best experts are often the worst guides. There are at least two reasons why experts struggle to give good directions to beginners. One is the distance they have traveled. They've come too far to remember what it's like being in your shoes. It's called the curse of knowledge. The more you know, the harder it is for you to fathom what it's like not to know. It's often said that those who can't do, teach. It would be more accurate to say that those who can do, can't teach the basics. End quote. I really hope this insight provides you with a double dose of encouragement. First, you don't have to learn exclusively from the absolute best to enhance yourself. In my book, what you truly need is someone who is merely two or three steps ahead of you. Why? Because that person gets your struggles inside and out. They were right where you were not too long ago. Now here's the flip side for those of you itching to share your wisdom and experiences to impact other people's lives. No need to sit around waiting for that so-called expert title before you dive into opportunities to help other people. If you've triumphed over something in your own life, whether it's shedding 20 pounds, wrestling with depression, or crafting a mighty social media following, you're in prime position to help someone striving to reach your level. Insight number seven, every child gets ahead. Quote, in Finnish schools, a popular mantra is, we can't afford to waste a brain. This ethos makes their educational culture distinct. They know the key to nurturing hidden potential is not to invest in students who show early signs of high ability. It's to invest in every student regardless of apparent ability. The U.S. education system is built around a culture of winner-take-all. We assume that potential is rooted primarily in innate ability that shines through early. As a result, we value demonstrated excellence, which leads us to adopt practices geared toward identifying and investing in students who show obvious signs of brilliance. In contrast, Finland's education system has created a culture of opportunity for all. The underlying assumption is that intelligence comes in many forms, and every child has the potential to excel. Success isn't just reserved for the gifted and talented. The aim is to give all students great teachers and a personalized plan for growth, end quote. Now, speaking as a former teacher, I was absolutely blown away by what I came across regarding the innovative transformations happening in the education systems of certain countries. The potential for each and every child to excel in school is a powerful idea. Maybe, instead of fixating on the child, it's high time we redirect our attention toward the outdated systems we've constructed in schools worldwide. Quote, in the United States, if you ask people what career they respect the most, the most common answer is doctor. In Finland, the most admired answer is often teaching, end quote. Finland has introduced some fascinating changes in the area of teaching. Here's a little tidbit. They've rolled out programs to motivate teachers to pursue master's degrees. Plus, they've set up advanced training rooted in practices backed by solid evidence. It's all about putting teachers in the best possible position to excel in their jobs and to amplify the impact that they have on kids they educate. The question that's bugging me is, why aren't more countries, including the USA and Canada, taking a page from Finland's playbook and embracing some of these awesome practices? How about this incredible approach to education? Quote, every school in Finland has a student welfare team. 
Along with each student's classroom teacher, the team typically includes a psychologist, a social worker, a nurse, a special education teacher, and the school principal, end quote. I mean, it's pretty mind-blowing, right? Every single student gets personalized help. They're not just left to fend for themselves as they move from one grade to the next. It might sound like a dream, but Finland is living proof that it can be done. And they've got the results to back it up. Quote, An education system isn't truly successful until all children, regardless of background and resources, have the opportunity to reach their potential. Building schools where students achieve greater things isn't about focusing on a select few and pushing them to excel. It's about fostering a culture that allows all students to grow intellectually and thrive emotionally, end quote. A huge shout out to Adam Grant for that absolutely brilliant wisdom. It's like the gold standard for the kind of top-notch education we should be striving for in our schools. Insight number eight, ladder versus lattice. Quote, in most workplaces, opportunities exist on a ladder. The person immediately above you is in charge of decisions about your growth. Your direct boss sets up your job description, vets your suggestions, and determines your readiness for promotion. If you can't get your boss to hear you out, your proposal is toast. The system is simple, but it's also stupid. It gives one individual far too much power to shut creativity down and shut people up. It's easy for managers to find reasons to say no. Your idea might be a threat to their ego, if it's good, or their image, if it's bad. This kind of hierarchy is set up to reject ideas with hidden potential. Organizations can solve this problem with a different kind of hierarchy. A powerful alternative to a corporate ladder is a lattice. A physical lattice is a crisscross structure that looks like a checkerboard. In organizations, a lattice is an organizational chart with channels across levels and between teams. Rather than one path of reporting and responsibility from you to the people above you in the hierarchy, a lattice offers multiple paths to the top. The goal is to give you access to multiple leaders who are willing and able to help you move forward and lift you up, end quote. Now let's picture this. Employees who've got these fantastic ideas can freely connect with a bunch of senior leaders to jumpstart their projects. What's even more incredible is when employees get the chance to connect with a variety of leaders, giving them more opportunities to flaunt their hidden talents. It's like an idea playground with endless possibilities. Insight number nine, imposter syndrome. Quote, not long ago, it dawned on me that imposter syndrome is a paradox. First, others believe in you. Then, you don't believe in yourself. And finally, yet you believe yourself instead of them. If you doubt yourself, shouldn't you also doubt your low opinion of yourself? I now believe that imposter syndrome is a sign of hidden potential. It feels like other people are overestimating you, but it's more likely that you're underestimating yourself. When multiple people believe in you, it might be time to believe them. Success is more than reaching our goals. It's living our values. There's no higher value than aspiring to be better tomorrow than we are today. There's no greater accomplishment than unleashing our hidden potential. End quote. That nugget of wisdom is tucked away in the final chapter of the book. I have read countless books and stumbled upon many great ones, but this one is in a league of its own. Condensing all the incredible insights from this book into a just a 20-minute podcast episode, impossible. I highly recommend you take the time to read this book. Adam Grant has delivered a work of art. Those are the key takeaways I wanted to pass along from Hidden Potential by Adam Grant. 
Until next time, stay curious and keep embracing the wonders of knowledge. Talk to you soon. You've been listening to Philosopher Insights with your host, Herb Landman. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. Thanks again, and I'll see you next time.